Cast, where science fiction meets pop culture. We're the podcast that covers everything pop culture and beyond the multiverse. Are you ready to get your geek on? Crank up the DeLorean, warm up the proton packs, toss a coin to your Witcher, and deep dive into your favorite plate of chimichangas. This is PopX Cast. Listening to Pop X Cast, where science fiction meets pop culture. Here we go! Pop X Cast. I was born in it, molded by it. Pop X Cast. <laughs> no strings on me. Welcomes us into our show here each and every week on Pop X Cast. Guys, this is episode 133 coming to you on this November the 7th, 2021. What is up, Team Pop X? Oh my gosh. It's the whole team is assembled here tonight. Hey, it's good. Here. Hello. Hi. Hi, Hi, Austin. How you doing? I'm wonderful, man. I'm happy to be here. So good to see you, man. <laughs> oh my gosh, man. Are you the key master? Hi. I just miss you so much. Like, I, I miss you, you too, man. And our long walks on the beach with powdered sugar and Vaseline. Well, but, you know, I forgot digress. that last time. You remember that? <laughs> you well, did. Let me tell you. We have video those footage. Those boys have special family vacations. We do. Yes, we do. <laughs> yeah. Let them yes, there's, there's a lot you can do with a 50-gallon drum of hot sauce and Vaseline. It's amazing. Oh, wow. oh, all the That's memories. A spicy meatball. Uh, spicy meatball. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what's up, guys? The chat is already like taking off over here. I want to say a huge shout out. We got John Poffenbarger, Michael Murray. We got Stumbo's Media Outlet here. I believe they may know you, Mr. Burke. Uh, we got Luke in the house as well as Jeremy Stoltz. What's up, guys? And DC. Hello, what's up, DC? And then Demi Demi was here before anybody. Yeah, uh, at the top of the list, he's just he's ready to go. He's like hashtag first comment. <laughs> that's a thing. I like. Yeah, that. he he did it. He nailed it. He 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 did good. Thank you, Demi. Appreciate that. So, how have you guys been? I mean, what what's new in your world? I mean, I, we're not we're not going to talk about that thing just yet. But is mm-hmm. is there anything fun going on in this autumn season of the fall season? Finally came to a close. Yes. So uh, I get a day off. <laughs> I know you were a little worried about that. You were like, I don't know if I can make it this weekend. I know. Uh, yeah, we officially, the coach officially said we are 
done for the the fall season and we will see everyone next time so i'm thrilled to be taking a break from living at the football field mama a little tired mama a little tired i I mean i'm I'm not gonna say i'm gonna have a lot of couch potato time it will be shifting into other activities but it will not be outdoor activities which i am purely thankful for that's true yeah that's good well i mean i'm happy that uh you know ethan got through the season and he's doing well they did great too it was an 8-1 season so they had a great time yeah awesome what's new in your world man besides that thing we're not going to talk about just yet Mm -hmm. but Speaking of a couch potato, my, my watch every day says, hey, stand up. You haven't stood up in three hours. <laughs> I'm sorry. A lot it's stuff. a Christopher <laughs> Nolan movie. What do you want me to do? <laughs> so you- <laughs> uh, that's, that's all I've done this week, it feels like, is watch stuff. Uh, a couple of really cool things, man. I watched some great movies as of late. I mean, just phenomenal films. Went and uh, got a chance to go rewatch Dune, which was super fun. Watch Ooh. a little Netflix show right now called Cowboy Bebop. Can't say anything about it. But oh, I'm watching. Uh, you know it's so, going to be good. Oh, yeah. I, I can't wait to talk about some of this stuff, man. But just uh, my eyes. I've I've really <laughs> started to hurt my eyes. I, I have like this constant strain right now. And I'm Ooh. like, I have to go back to the eye doctor. because, And I, I know it's where I've been watching so much stuff. But it's genuinely like. anti-glare coating on your glasses? I, I've even got the little blue light where it blocks <laughs> that out. And that helped, right? But it's, it's, I watch so much now, it's starting to strain my eyes. So I told oh. Madison, I'm like, I'm going to have to take some, some hours off. You're going to have to have some, yeah, some mandatory yeah. eye breaks. Yeah, does yeah, your, yeah. does your eyelid start twitching? Cause mine does when I watch it. Like when I game a long time, yeah. like my yeah. eyelid will just start twitching. I'm yeah, like, it's it's, um, it's weird. I have this pain in in the back. It almost feels like it's starting a migraine, but it's strain, and I know oh it's just gosh. from watching so much, which is crazy to me that yeah. that could come. But that's just kind of that's kind of where I'm at right now. So I, I, I my husband to, would always have his eyes would water when he played too long because his eyes were yeah. tired, and he well, would yeah. just like tough through it. But the thing <laughs> is, you, when you're when, when you're like, playing <laughs> games or you're watching a movie, a, sometimes, especially if it's a movie that's got a lot of like cinematography Intense in it, oh, in yeah. it. you don't blink. Oh, yeah. You don't realize no. this, but you don't blink. Absolutely. And when you don't blink, your eyes dry out and it starts watering and you get mm-hmm. irritated. A moist environment. But to according drive. to Jeremy Stoltz over in the chat, he's been hashtag Animal Crossing it all weekend. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That new, the new update dropped on Friday, I believe. It actually released earlier on the third. Oh, and they surprised oh. us. Um, but yeah, I broke that out on the on Friday the fifth. Yeah, and dove right in. And, I and saw my wife; she was hanging out with Brewster today, and and Heck getting yeah. getting serenaded by Mister Toady Doty, whatever his name is. <laughs> I have. I know. Yeah, he's sure. He's a specially confused right. animal. Yeah, he doesn't confused. know whether he's a turtle or a frog, but he does sing beautifully like and drive a ship straight. So that's wow. all I need. I've been playing Call of Duty Vanguard all weekend. Vanguard Ooh. came out on Friday, and I got the PlayStation 5, and I got a, a beautiful yeah. 4K 120 hertz monitor screen. Yeah. This nice. thing is freaking baller. I'm not lying to you. It could be one of the best visual Call of Duty games I've ever seen. Um, I've heard it's pretty. It's pretty. It's okay. a pretty game. I ain't gonna lie to you, but um, pretty beautiful well, we, views and you get to go pew pew. It sounds <laughs> beautiful views with my pew pew. Oh my gosh! Well, guys, death and destruction galore. You ready for you get this thing kicked off on the right foot? You ready to Absolutely. do it? All Let's right, Austin. It's all you, man. Me hey guys, welcome to Pop X, where science fiction meets pop culture. I'm Austin Burke, the Appalachian geek at heart. We would like to welcome everyone to join us live in the Pop X live chat room. Come hang out with us and join the conversation at popxcast.com. If this is your first time tuning into PopX, first of all, 
What are you doing? Subscribe. Stay here. Don't ever leave. Uh, but second of all, uh, the first 15 minutes or so, we run down the headlines since our last show. Then we dive into all things nostalgic on the retro rewind. And then the halfway point, we hit on the show's topic. And today's topic seems to be one dividing audiences everywhere. Right so down the daggone be- middle, man. That's going to be interesting. <laughs> And I'm Joseph Burke, Cicero, Florida, seasoned comic book nerd and retro enthusiast. And I'd like to welcome everybody joining us right now over on the PopX.live streams. And also want to invite you over to the Creative Multiverse, where we're gearing up for January. And if you know what January means, it is Artuary season. So it's a 31-day prompt challenge starting on January the 1st. Details will be launching on December the 1st, as we will be teasing words coming forth on Artuary, the it's third annual Artuary. But uh, be joining us. And if you want to get involved on that, and you want to draw with us, and you want to hang out with us, you're more than welcome to. To get started, get on uh, Facebook groups, search the Creative Multiverse, and come join us, and we will add you to the list. All right? All right. Sounds great. You're That's good. Excellent. Yeah. Nice. Um, well, the last episode, since you just said that this week's is 133. Last episode, 132. I see what you did there. Yeah. yeah, we we actually uh, broke down, dissected, stuck it back all together with scotch tape. The series "What If" on Disney Plus. We uh, broke that all down and um, talked about that all through the day. And then we rewound a fun little ditty called "Little Shop of Horrors," mm-hmm. which was a fantastic good time. If you want to go check out what we had to say about all of those things, make sure you go over to our official website, popxcast.com. And you can also check out all of our other past shows and episodes from the Pulpex Collective Archive as well. Mm, yeah. Yes, yes. And as Austin said before, if you're here and you're watching and you haven't subscribed yet, it needs to happen. Yeah. Now is the time. It's, it's time. Slam the button, slam the bell. Slam all the things to make it go dingling. You know, you need to be here. We'll let you know when we go live next if you're here. She you said slam and dingling you know. in the same Slam scene. that dingling My bell. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you, John. Ah, dingling. Anyways, anyway. um, <laughs> wow. Podcast friends, the people that like to listen to us in the formats of podcasting, we are also in the audio world. Make sure that if you're enjoying our content, that you please give us a lovely five-star rating and review. Show us your love. We surely do appreciate all of the good things. We do. And I'm uh, doing a Mr. Miyagi right now. I have no idea why. All right, guys. With all of that said, we will be right back. Pop X News coming your way. Don't go anywhere. Extra, extra. Read all about it. This is Pop X News coming to you live right here on popxcast.com. Well, that thing I said that we ain't going to be talking about, we're going to be talking about now, Austin Burke. Blow the lid off of that It is with great honor, deepest pride and sympathies, not sympathies, but salutations and complications and all this wonderful stuff that accolades 100,000 subscribers on YouTube this week. One hundred thousand thousand eyeballs on YouTube, dude. Pairs pairs of eyeballs, even. (laughs) That's two hundred thousand. That's two hundred thousand eyeballs. I laugh. Do you know what's funny, Austin? Yeah. I was going through my screenshots the other day because I had (laughs) before I started working on your on your logos. This was in phase one. 
I had a screenshot of your YouTube channel at 30,000. Oh, that's, that's a millennium this ago. Was, this, <laughs> this, this is when you had the green Austin mm. Burke Ooh, back in the day. And I was just like, What was the date on that sucker? You know what? That's a really good Did question. You let me let me see if I can recall, but it was just so cool going back. That's and just so exciting. Seeing... How does it feel to hit that benchmark? How does that feel? I know Austin? it's been kind of like your lifelong dream to make this a success, and now you're reaching these huge milestones. Yeah. How does it feel, man? Seriously. It feels, it, oh it, my it, God, I found it. Well, <laughs> holy. Let him answer shoot. the. Let him answer I'm, the. I'm sorry, question. I, like, I got well, excited. What was the date? I'm I'm curious. What was the date, Joe? I'm, I'm looking now. I'm looking now. Hold on. Uh, the I'm date is. Da, 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 Keep talking. I got you. Well, I, I feel like well, it, it feels like I've been doing it a lot longer than I have. I mean, really, I started going full on into this in 2017. So I guess it's about four to five years yeah. kind of focusing on this. And then once I quit my uh, government job, I really got to focus yeah, on that this. Yeah, that was, that was like, a big moment. I remember when that happened. Yeah, because it's like college, done, government job, done. It's like, what do I have now? Well, I have this, well, and my wife and my dog, uh, but I have this. You know what yeah. I mean? Like This, this is, is you, my man. Full. So I was able to go, it feels like 50 to 100 quicker than I went from 30 to 50 just so, because I could You had the time invested and, in yeah, it. Focus yeah. on. So if our audiences is looking right now at the screen, uh, you're seeing... Mm -hmm. Austin's channel at 31,569 subscribers. This snapshot was taken sometime around July 2018. Austin, this is right wow. when you this is when you visited me that summer by yourself. Oh, and we went to see Spider-Man Far From Home. Oh wow, he looks like he's trapped in the Matrix. Look at that. Oh, and I remember that. Thumbnail. It's it's funny too. I remember that uh, Toy Story 4 movie review. It got 4.8 and at the time that was huge for me. Um, which, you know, 4.8 now that, is still dude. really good, but that oh, was the, one the of the views, most, yeah. yeah, that was one of the most viewed movie reviews I had ever had at that point. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was still like trying to figure out what my channel was. And that, I think that was around when I started to do the Netflix stuff too, which yeah. is what really got my channel going. Yeah. Oh yeah. The live streaming stuff for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You. Yeah, absolutely. Which I am still Hopefully tomorrow is when I do my 100K live stream where I debut my new graphics. So, Joe, you're going to be a little part of that. Oh, okay. And, uh, uh, a big, uh, an awesome gift that my brother got me uh, for reaching 100,000. And then Ooh. hopefully uh, I, YouTube reaches out to me and I get my um, my little plaque that yeah. I get a to unbox. silver play button. A little silver play it's button, silver, right? Man. That's kind of where I'm uh, looking. But I, I, I'm, 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 I'm blessed. I'm happy. I love it. I I love the community. It's it's a hundred thousand. I'm sure not all of them are great, but I think most of them uh, are are phenomenal people. So I I just appreciate uh, every last one of them who you know take well, the time. We thank you so much, man. I remember when you first started here on Popex Cast. It was in 2016. Wow, uh, you started, um, and it was just it's been awesome. You've been on. You were in college dorms, dude, do, doing this show it's with true. us. It's true. And the and the Wi-Fi was the Wi-Fi was horrible, and you were trying boy. your best to work through it. And oh boy, here yeah. you are, and man. Five years later, it's been really butt. cool to watch you. Uh, your journey from growth, from life events, just this whole stage <laughs> of your life has just been really cool to watch. It has been come you. come along. It's been really cool. Congrats, but, dude. With Proud all that you. said, man, from all of us here at PopX Cast, thank you man for so for hundred thousand that's awesome and all the people out there watching please if you're not subscribed go subscribe to his channel it's Absolutely. amazing and um we're, we're very next blessed goal. what's your, do you have a next goal because you know you just can't stop there yeah i i, I want to hit 150 faster than it took me from 50 to 100 so i'm i'm hoping we can we can keep pushing and i'm already at uh 
I, I think I'm at a hundred. I'm I'm five hundred over a hundred thousand. That's the best way to say it. So okay. I've I've been growing a little little quicker the last week. So hopefully Good. we can keep that uh, momentum well, momentum going. Let's keep this guy Absolutely. snowballing up to his goals. I love it. Austin Thanks. Burke upward and onward hundred k. All right. Hey, so hey. continuing on with the news this week. Uh, in late August, Marvel Studios spokespersons acknowledged that La- Latita Wright sustained minor injuries while filming on this uh, stunt for the Black Panther film Wakanda Forever. Now, at the time, Marvel appeared to indicate that this wouldn't affect the film's production. However, Wright's quote-unquote minor injuries are now going to cause the Black Panther sequel to go on hiatus. Oof. Oh. So, via the Hollywood Reporter, Wakanda Forever will halt production due to the severity of the injury sustained by Latita Wrights. Uh, whatever it is, they're not even mentioning it, but evidently yeah. it was worse than they thought it was, and she's going to have to take a longer healing period to come back from that. Uh, so, production was able to continue following after two months following Wright's injury, but this shutdown will begin officially Thanksgiving week and uh, filming will is likely to resume sometime yes. early 2022. Oh. So a little delay in the world of Wakanda. What are your thoughts on that, guys? Uh, of course, we want to wish uh, right, uh, Latita Wright's uh, yeah. health and safety, obviously, first and foremost. But uh, just to hate to hear that. You know, just anytime an actor or somebody gets injured on on a set you know you're getting alec baldwin vibe you're like oh gosh what's going oh, on oh gosh that yeah. was such, and i think that happens between the last episode and this episode it did yeah, oh it my did. gosh that so was such tragic. a sad sad but uh, yeah i mean it, it, it i feel bad for you know all the people that's invested in the production of wakanda forever uh because of this injury and evidently it must have been more severe than initially thought uh, a couple of weeks ago and she's going to have to take some long, longer time, but uh, the fact she's doing her own stunts is is interesting in this film. Uh, yes, for to say the most. Austin, you got anything to add on that? Yeah, well, it, it's already a movie that you know, not having Chadwick Boseman for a Black Panther film, they're already having to kind of, uh, I guess, rework that whole side of the Marvel universe. So right. I, I feel like Wright's going to be a major part of that now that she's injured. Uh, you know, it's going to be a mix, right? It's not just going to be her. It's going to be a little bit of Mbaku, going to be a little bit of Riot, going to be right. a little bit of, I mean, there's still those Michael B. Jordan rumors. And I'm like, Killmonger, could he maybe be back? We don't know. But uh, I'm very curious to see what they do with this movie. I also like the, uh, I believe this is the film that Ironheart is rumored to pop up in, right? I, I, I believe so, yes. Yeah, so her I, and I'm Shuri curious. are working some things out. Yeah, yeah, this could be this could be interesting, but I hope they get going on it because I want to see it, man. I want to well, see how they do it uh, and and how they go about, um, you know, kind of ending that chapter of Bozeman's Black Panther because you know there's going to be a, a great scene with that. Doesn't well, Wakanda have that regenerating pool? Uh, yes, the it does. Well, yeah, I mean, who's to say that Killmonger can't come back? You know, <laughs> it's true. So. Yeah. Anything's possible. Lindsay, you but, had something to add? I mean, even outside of the uh, the Black Panther storyline um, and how that may or may not change, but anything that happens in any Marvel movie mm-hmm. affects everything else after. <laughs> true. So true. it could affect how and when a character is introduced. It could affect how a storyline may be shifted a little bit. It's, it's really... Um, we're creating variants right now, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> with, the, with the delay of <laughs> yeah. um, movies being produced, just like Black Widow experienced. And we had to, to shift the storytelling of the um, 
Captain America and Winter Soldier had to introduce a character in a different way because she showed up in that movie and it was supposed to be the movie first and then the series and it ended up being flip-flops. So they had to kind of do some last minute shift around. So you never know what you're going to get with Marvel whenever they have to, to ebb and flow with unpredicted situations like this, like pandemics or injuries or anything like that. So Mm -hmm. the stories will still be told in their, in their um, glory. It just might be a little bit different than the originally planned. Yeah. Couldn't agree. Couldn't agree better. Well said, Lindsay. Yeah. Um, Well, Austin, what do you got for us this week? I've got some stuff. Also, I did just get a little notification on my phone saying uh, tonight could we could see the release of the Spider-Man No Way Home poster. (gasps) The very first one. Cool. Yeah, so it could oh. be during the show. It could be after the show. We will see. Keep we'll your eyeballs see. on the network. It'll webs. be before midnight. Yes. It'll be before midnight for sure. So. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned to Twitter and everything, guys, because it could be dropping. But we're going to go from Spider-Man to Eternals and talk about the cinema score. So Eternals has a cinema score, and it's the lowest for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Thor was the previous record holder uh, with a B+. Plus. Shocking to me. However, this is a curious moment where some of these numbers aren't adding up. Eternals might have this distinction along with the constant chatter about its Rotten Tomatoes score. Uh, But it's also cruising toward the chance of having the best international box office of the year for Marvel. Pair that with the fact that its opening in the United States has been strong when compared to other releases. And it's a bit confusing to cut through the noise. Theater goers have enjoyed the movie there hasn't been the thunderous crash online that usually accompanies these films. Uh, Give it a couple of days to settle. More people see it, right? Uh, But still, this movie was billed to be the most unique thing to come out of the MCU, and it's living up to that charge in numerous strange ways. Cast members last night on SNL slammed the movie, stating, don't go see it, it's rotten, (laughs) said the Tomatoes. Why is this film, Lindsay, I'll start with you. Why, Why is this film so divisive? Um, mm. well, you're dealing with characters that are unknown. Sure. And yeah, that's a the good, trailer kind of gives you a little bit of a taste, but it's not a overpopularized group of heroes-ish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and also you're not tying into that same storyline that we've been eating off of for a decade like we were the other stories. Um, yeah. You don't have... The Avengers tie-in, I think, is really what's kind of killing this None of the heavy that hitters. the other yeah. stories are getting. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's 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 a new thing. It's it's not something that's been um oversensitized or over over sensationalized, excuse me, over sensationalized for several years. It's it's also um even the comic books themselves, yeah. I don't believe were nearly as popular as the other MCU stories that we've been ingesting right. for a while. So I don't, I'm, it's not surprising to me that it's getting mixed reviews out yeah. the gate. Hopefully it changes. Well, and, and it's not a comedy like Guardians of the Galaxy, no, right? It's a little, characters. it's a little, it's, I wouldn't say dark. It's not like horror yeah. or anything weird, but it's yeah. not upbeat and peppy like a, uh, Thor Ragnarok or anything like that or the mm. Guardians. It's not a funny comedy. It it's more definitely DC more dramatic. Yeah. There's a little love story in there. So, I mean, there, yeah. it's a little bit of a taste. There's action, but there's not nearly yeah. as much action as the other ones as well. So, I mean, it's it's really going to be about what 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 is it that you want from a comic book movie? And does that serve that purpose for you? Sure. Yeah. 
I think for me, it felt like, you know, it almost felt like a Marvel reset in a way, yeah. because you think about all the characters that we're used to, and this is Marvel's way of kind of resetting the script. Be like, mm -hmm. well, you know, it's all of this, but have we told you about this? Yeah, and mm -hmm. um, and there and was a lot there too. There is a lot to digest for that sure. A, a lot of people don't have a backstory on, so that might have been kind of turned off as well. It, it, I want to dive more into that. We're though, going to. Minute, we're going though. to. We're gonna. We're gonna stop right there because this this, this question can <laughs> we can, can easily just fill out the rest of the hour with yeah we can <laughs> all begin, of that. But I can understand why it's divisive. People are going yeah. in yeah, expecting definitely. one thing. They're expecting the. You know the 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 James Gunn, uh, the uh, you know uh, Russo Han, brothers Han. style, and they're they're seeing all of this and the heroes and Hulk and, and right. Ruffalo, and they're given this whole new set of characters that nobody knows anything about. Right. Yeah, and, and Zhao is a she's an end, but she won the Oscar last year. She's a very independent style filmmaker, so just her style is so distinct. For the she came out and said, "Man of Steel" was her movie that she looked at before making this movie and it makes all the sense in the world to me it's that darkness that same kind of storyline yeah. just with a lot of characters so i, I could see yeah. that yeah interesting what do you guys think of the you know we're going to be talking about this later in the show but what do you think about the divisiveness of the eternals and why do you think that yeah, is drop us a comment out. in yeah, the chat we'll below come back and we'll retouch on those here in a little we'll bit circle back. finish up with the news yeah. Uh, do you want to move on to next yes, thing? Yes, please. All right. Um, earlier this week, it was revealed by one of the producers of the film that Dune Part 2 is beginning filming July 18th, 2022. It's just like right out the gate. Right Let's out the go. gate, man. Casting for the sequel should begin soon and pre-production will begin as early as March. The sequel has been confirmed by the studio and is slated to release October 2023. <sighs> That is fast. Have you had a chance a to see Dune yet, Lindsay? Yes. It felt so much like Star Wars meets Tolkien meets Marvel. Uh, it was just there was a oh, lot of so good. What the? F <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of that that happens during that for me. Yeah. And um, I I tried to watch the original because you guys know this is a uh, the original. You can't even yeah. it's well, it's actually the original one is like. It's cringy. Well, it actually is all derived from a novel first. The, yes. There was a novel that was written uh, several decades ago. I've read half of it. And um, Yeah, there, there's a whole lot of what the heck <laughs> going <laughs> on in that movie. And I was like, okay, well, and then you, it leaves you on this huge cliffhanger because I believe yeah. it's intended to be a trilogy, if I it remember is. correctly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we're not even going to get the full closure of the story <laughs> in not 2023. Yet. We're going to have to wait until the third part comes out. So hopefully it still continues to be successful to finish the story. But what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lindsay, I, I get that, though. I mean, a lot of these characters oh, and stories. It was, it was great, but it's, it was just It's a lost. rated R version of an Avengers story that never was, essentially. I mean, you're seeing, you're seeing bits of actors. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you saw bits. You know, there's bits. There's there were bits. There were bits and pieces. And it was great. But I think I think for me though, the cinematography, the overall color tones of this of this film. Well I, I I could even though I have HBO Max. <clears throat> thank you very much. Uh, even though I have HBO Max and I'm able to see this at home, this this right here required me to go see it in the cinema. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted the the surround sound and the, the sound of the sandworms going through the sand. 
-hmm. I needed that. I, I didn't. Luke, Luke in the chat asks if it was really different than the original movie. And I want to say yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was Vastly. significantly different than the first one. Vastly it was much more beautiful different. and easier on the eyes, even though the story itself that they're telling is a little wonky to follow if you don't have any context. But sure. Um, the the cinematography is gorgeous, and yeah. I would say go watch it just for that. It's I, like I, go ahead. It's like Star Wars meets Blade Runner. Yeah, yeah very exactly. much. Like, well, and it's and it's Denis who directed Blade Runner. I know it is twenty yes. But it's like it, it's like I, I saw it in New York. You know, good theater. It, it was solid, right? Then I saw it again, and then I saw it in IMAX for a third time, and it was just it's it's completely oh different right my a thoughts sandworm in the imax oh, oh my god it was that incredible was and it's my thoughts on the movie didn't change like i still loved it the same and, and still had like my one or two minor issues but the experience in mm. imax was just and you actually oh get more screen you get to see more of what denis intended as a director so i mean it's just if it's That's still great. an IMAX or RPX or cinema, just go see it yeah. on the biggest screen possible. You wouldn't believe how much extra the, that little bit on top oh, yeah. and bottom would add to More the overall. More ships in yeah. the big battle Aspects, seat. ratios. Yep. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's crazy. All righty. We got one more news segment, and we're going to wrap this up, and we're going to go right on into the retro rewind. Tony Stark himself has landed the first major role since sacrificed himself in the Avengers Endgame. Uh, mm -hmm. The assembled for He's assembled for the ensemble for Christopher Nolan's next film, Oppenheimer uh, keeps growing in star power as sources tell Deadline, Matt Damon, and Robert Downey Jr. in talks to join Killian Murphy. Oh my God, Killian Murphy. Freaking, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I love Killian Murphy. Yeah, me too. Oh my gosh. What's that show he's on? Um, uh, 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 Peaky yeah. Blinders. The Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders. <laughs> the Peaky freaking Blinders. God, I love it. In the oh, universe, <laughs> we just totally went on another world. Uh, in the Universal <laughs> Pictures uh, tentpole. Now, Deadline previously reported that Emily Blunt is also in talks to join the cast. So Daddy Nolan Poppins. is writing and directing the film. Oh my god, you guys are all the rest. Pinky Freaking Blinders. Oh my gosh. No one is writing and directing the film that revolves around J. Robert Oppenheimer, the scientist who ran the Manhattan Project that led to the invention of the atomic bomb. Um wait. Nolan is writing a movie about the A-bomb with a cast that's unreal. Dude. And a Peaky Blonde. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be great. This oh is God. I, I Mary mean, Poppins on top of it. Heck yes. Let's you go. Talk about, I wish. You talk about the uh, most stacked casts. And this is just the first four. This is just the first. Did you just realize? Did we just, <laughs> Shut up. Did we just, sorry. You talk about the most stacked casts. I, I, this may be the most, right? And you don't know who else. You know he's going to get uh, well, Alfred from Batman, Marco Kane. You know he's going to get Kane. Marco Kane. Just say, say Michael. I got my knickers in a bunch. Say Michael Kane. Michael Kane. And it sounds like Michael Kane. Michael Kane. But you know he's going to keep adding on to this, and it's going to be incredible. I can't wait for this movie. It looks I can't incredible. either. 
What is it with directors and like having their like favorite acting child that they carry through all their time? Yeah, <laughs> we were just yeah. talking about that pre-show. Oh my gosh, that's so. Didn't funny. I see and an Killian. article recently that saying that Michael Caine is officially retiring from acting? Yeah, that was fake. Uh, Don't he they came, say that he came after every that was big wrong. movie they're done? I started to say why he's he is like he's he's not even peaked yet. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Oh boy, they're still going. It's gonna be man. one of them. It's gonna be one of them episodes. Okay. We're there. He'll be 101 years old. <laughs> He's not even peaked yet, Mister Wayne. Fuck okay. What is? What in the hell's happened? My, to my favorite one was when he's crying. He goes, "Failed you! <laughs> oh, failed you!" And then at the, the cemetery in the background, and he's got that face like he's always constipated. <laughs> oh, failed you, Wayne. Oh, failed. Anyway, you. my favorite. Wow. And see, there we go. Right. All right. Oh, so that was news this week. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sweating now. Um, that was a workout. I'm I'm sweating. You guys ready for a little retro rewind? Please? Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Slime me, baby. <laughs> what the hell? Oh, Don't ask me of those things. Now. I like it when you slime me. <laughs> Holy cow. Retro Rewind. We are back. Pop X has literally went off the freaking rails tonight. We're gone. Uh, so we're talking Ghostbusters 2, 1989, the whole cast comes back. We're talking Annie Potts, Rick Moranis, the whole ensemble, and I don't know, man, This the fence is, is very divisive on this. There's a lot of fans that yes. like one more than two. There's uh -huh. a lot of people that like two more than one. Yeah. And um, for me, for me, it's split right down the middle, 50-50. Oh, you can't have one without I the other. I have a favorite. You do have a favorite? I do. Okay. For me, it's, it's the, this one, though, is like, I remember watching the original Ghostbusters as a kid, and I didn't own the movie as a kid. My dad rented it from the local video rental store. Mm -hmm. But when 1989 came out, at the time, my mom was working at Hardee's. You guys know Hardee's. That's, uh, that's a fast food joint. That's Kyle Jr. now. And Hardee's had a complete deal with the Ghostbusters 2. That you, they had these little audio things and little toys that you would get in that little children's meal. Ooh, okay. And as a promotional gift, some of the some of the workers got complimentary VHS copies of the film. Ooh. My mom got me a free copy of Ghostbusters 2 when it came oh. out on home release. That's so awesome. here's I tell you all of that to say this. So I didn't own the first one, but me being a kid of the 80s, this is the one I watched over and over. Okay. 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 So all the scenes are so like etched into my brain, and there's a lot of feel-good moments here for me when yeah. trying to get the band back together, trying to get Winston back, and trying to get, uh, you know, Bill Murray's character yeah. back, and, and Vankman, and all of them. Uh, and then, you know, you've got uh, Egon, uh, just everybody trying to get the whole band back together, essentially, to fight this... This river of slime <laughs> that is uh, flowing underneath Manhattan, and uh, I just thought this was this movie is charming. It's got all the essence of part one, and it's just amplified in part two. Mm -hmm. We gave him some French bed pizza. He passed right out, and so 
<laughs> you know, it's just those moments. And Sigourney Weaver can't forget her. But uh, this one, I wanted to. I just wanted to share that story. How my mom literally was one of the catalysts to help me like have this childhood memory of watching this movie over and over as a kid. But I want to. I want to go to Lindsay. Okay. Lindsay, what did you think about this movie? All right. Well, um, I adore Ghostbusters as a franchise in general. It just has all the good feels attached to it. It's not super scary, but you're still dealing with ghosts. Um, all the great comedians of that time kind of came together and, and made this glorious little little show. And so I fell in love with it with the first one. But I feel like the second movie just leveled up everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. The the Ghostbusters house was totally overhauled and leveled up. So there wasn't like crap falling off the walls and it wasn't like this janky place. It was actually like a legit facility Business, for them yep. to work out of. The the um the ambulance or not the ambulance, but the hearse, the, the Ecto. Ghostbuster mobile. Yeah. Ecto. It had freaking like LED lighting and all the gear was all like snazzy. And I mean, it was it was like a, a legit like emergency vehicle that was recognized by the city is like a thing you pull over for, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, the jokes hit harder, you know, yeah. like the the construction scene whenever they're digging a hole in First Avenue and and. And Bill Murray's like doing the, the jersey, like, hey, what are you doing? Hey, what are you trying doing? to talk with talk with the cops and convince them that they're supposed to be there and that sort of thing. That was hilarious. So <laughs> Sorry, I had to. There's I mean, even the ghosts, I don't feel like we saw as many ghosts mm. as we did the first one. Well, but there was the, the Titanic. We did see. Mm. This is true. We did see the, the Titanic freaking yeah. <laughs> we did land the Titanic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but we got to see Slimer several times in the mm -hmm. scene. We got yeah. to um, experience the bad guy. Uh, what was his name? Prince Vigor. Yes, Vigor. Uh, so <laughs> the he, he was he was always creepy as usual. And then you know we of course you have to bring in some cuteness factor with the baby. The baby. The baby. Which was a twin. They were twins. Yes, and they they do show oh. that at the end of the movie, which I was like, oh my god, I totally forgot it was a twin. Yeah. Anyways, but I just feel like the relationships were more solid. The storyline flowed a little bit easier, even though it was really nice in the first one. I just feel mm -hmm. like there was more chemistry that was sewn together a little tighter than it was. They were the expanding so I, on what was already there. Yeah. And they just took it, they took it over the top. Yeah. I mean, even like the commercials on the TV were even leveled up better. I just, it takes all the good feels from the first one and just, amplifies it times yeah, 10 so I that agree. one has to be my favorite one austin burke what's your thoughts on uh, ghostbusters 2 i like the first one more okay i'll say that I, I think the first one has more magic i like the simplicity of it the sequel it it goes bigger and at times it goes better i think Lindsay talked about the uh the, the humor in this one works extremely well and i also like there's something about watching this in 2021 right that you know how the negative attitudes the, the slime kind of feeds off of that and then at the end you kind of have everybody coming together and uh, increasing everyone's mood through the statue of liberty like uh, like all of this applying it to today when everybody's like so sad we're all going through so many things Easily right now triggered <laughs> yeah well it's kind of how i felt when i watched the new bill and ted movie how everybody comes together at the end they're celebrating like you know yeah. I, I like the unity i like the 
the fact that people are rallying around the Ghostbusters and then while wow, the credits are playing, they're getting the key to the city, like all this awesome stuff. Yes. Um, so I found this to be a really entertaining. I found this to be a watch that made me happy mm. more so Definitely. than I actually like love the story. I think the story suffers a little bit from going a bit overboard with believability and not that you know ghostbusters is something that you buy a lot in the first place but i think the first movie does a good job of kind of keeping that grounded right. uh, but the second one in my opinion i i think there's just a lot to it and the effects are solid they're not the best i've ever seen but there's a lot to it to where i kind of had to switch off my brain a bit too often if that mm -hmm. makes sense um yeah. even though again it's it's still kind of impressive for the time but i just i had a smile on my face the entire time because like you said, Joe, getting the band back together. Yeah. I love when a movie can do that. I love when, yeah. you know, you, you go here and, you, and and at the end you have this the culmination of kind of everything. And um, I'll say this one's more epic, if that's if that's the right word to use, than oh, the first. Yes. Even, even though the, the third act in the first Ghostbusters, I think, is, is awesome in its own right. But this one, especially the end, when you have literally everyone kind of gathered around, I think it's, um, I, it just goes bigger. They drive sometimes, the freaking Liberty. You yeah, know, the Statue it, of Liberty is literally walking. And I'll be it's honest. Amazing. I'll be honest. That's one case where the effects were not... For some reason, I remember that being not the best looking when the Statue of Liberty is kind of walking through the streets. Of it, it's kind of awkward. Yeah. It, it they use, like, it's not bad. They use the same technology. They put a guy in a suit, and they use the same tech, miniature yeah. technology as they did with the Stay Puft Marshmallow. But it looks better than I remember. When, I, there is one scene that's so cheesy. Like, when, when the Statue of Liberty breaks the glass on top of the museum. Oh, yeah. It's like, and the, the Statue of Liberty yeah. is literally just pasted, like, just looking straight down. That's yeah. so unrealistic. Like, yeah. you know, there's no angle or depth. And I understand, you know, you, you can only do, you, you didn't have CGI. I can overlook yeah. that so. stuff, though, because, I mean, it's just so epic the, to try to imagine even pulling that feet off. It's just like, yeah. okay, guys, I'll give you that one. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact the that they was even, told. the fact that they even tried to give us the Statue of Liberty kind of walking through New York, like, that's cool, such an right? ambitious, you know, like, what mind, and we know what mind came up with it, but the, creativity you have to have yeah. to come up with the plot of this movie is something else, which is why I'm because they're keeping it in the family with Ghostbusters Afterlife, which is why I'm super excited uh, to see what they do in the new one, but I, I think this movie is while I don't enjoy it as much as the first, I think the creativity is just kind of flowing. I kind of hope, you know, we have a we had a giant figure in one and a we giant walking figure in two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope, I hope so. that they keep on with that and just keep the keep it going you know the continuity of it's yeah. just it's a climactic moment when you see this giant thing walking down the street or whatever yeah. you know but I'm there just was saying. one thing that i picked up and i and i hope that they carry it or at least mention it somehow into this third movie mm -hmm. egon at the beginning whenever he was doing the testing with the married couple that they thought they were doing therapy and they were in the waiting room and they were fighting with each other behind the glass Tim and Conrad. He, yeah. And you guys, um, he was talking to, it was Egon and Ray, I believe, where I'm in conversation. And he said, my parents never gave us toys when we were little because we always had to do work or whatever. Right. And I was like, yeah. I'm going to remember that line yeah. because I know <laughs> that we're going to go to his house in the third movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if anything's going to come of that as a reference or see. anything. Yeah. But I was like, that is a direct... Cool, that definitely could be taken 
into the third movie as, as a reference. So yeah. we'll see. We some New Year's juice from you, Big Apple. <laughs> Come on now. I'm going to get tagged for this on YouTube, but I don't give a damn. Come on now. <laughs> I mean, so good. that scene is so good, man. I'm telling you. It is so I fun. I love it. Yeah. All right. So let's score it right quick. Lindsay okay. Badger. Uh, I'm going to go with 85. Nice. 85%. 85%. 8.5. Austin Burke. I'm lower. I'm, I'm going to 62. I, I hate to be the negative, but no, I, I do think it is. And if they feed off of this movie in the next one, like Lindsay said, I, I, I really think it could be something special. I am going to go with the same score as the year it was re- released, 89%. Wow. Nice. Wow. Very I, good. Just because, and the only reason I'm rating it that high is because there's a lot of feel-good moments and happy moments in my own childhood. Yes. With my mother and all that she went through to get, you know, everything that she got for me. So that's, you know, there's a lot of emotional attachment to that. We have, we have a lot of uh, comments in the chat saying that they kind of prefer the first one over the second I one. I see that, yeah. So uh, you well, guys, I, I may be in the minority. And also, Joe, I'm kind of glad you're on team two. Well, I mean. Team sequel. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> but, it, 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 I mean, they're both great movies. You can't hate I'm one 50, over the other I'm 50-50, man. I'm 50-50. I, I absolutely love both of them. Uh, but uh, two, I think, out wins for my opinion yeah, i gotcha. think we can all agree they're both better than the melissa mccarthy one. Oh, absolutely <laughs> with so that bad. said are you guys ready oh. to talk eternal yes. all right it. we're going to roll the spoiler we alert warning if you've not eternal. seen eternals beyond this point you have been warned so you might want to hit the pause button come back and uh, enjoy pop x at a later date we'll be right back you are about to enter a Pop-Hop-X spoiler alert. Beyond this point, there is no return. You have been warned. You have been warned. And so Eternals, we talked about this in the news uh, very briefly and very quickly, but there is a lot of divisiveness centered around this movie. Did we give the nice. actual uh, weekend accumulations uh, money uh, I think we, 71 was the number. 71 is 71 that, domestically. 71, million? 71 yeah. domestically. So, yes. okay. So it made 71, which is, is that's not the biggest. Uh, uh, no, it, no. Uh, it did less than, than Shang-Chi and Black Widow domestically, but I believe the international total was more. Yeah. It wasn't there some markets that it wasn't allowed to be played? There are some markets that because yeah. of a certain scenes that were added and kept in, Disney did not want to lessen the integrity of its film. Yes. Good for Disney, as a matter oh, of fact, for not wanting enough. to change their craft. Um, but uh, there's, we talked about this really early on, is a lot of audiences are going in thinking that the Eternals may you know, be, be fighting alongside their famous heroes, or there'll be cameos of Nick Fury or something like that. There's some kind of continuity. That yeah, will, there was no... There, none. Nothing. Whatsoever. And so... The Eternals, I'm going to give you a little history backstory, okay? Jack mm-hmm. Kirby, one of the original artists from Marvel Comics who worked with Stan Lee to create the Fantastic Four, the X-Men. He's the artist that came up with these. At a certain time, he had some discrepancies with Marvel around, I want to say, the early 60s. Right after he did X-Men, he left and went to DC. 
Mm. All right. And so Jack worked with DC for a long time and he invented some heavy hitter characters over there as well that are still big time. Uh, if you just Google it, I ain't going to dive down that rabbit hole. But at some point, Jack Kirby was swayed to come back to Marvel. And it was promised to him that if you come back, we're going to give you your own book and you can write your own series and do your own thing artistically. Not only can you write it, you can illustrate it as well. So was The Eternals born. And basically, up until this point, the origins of Marvel had never been revealed. There had never been a backstory to the Celestials, the Eternals, and the One Above All. We haven't gotten there yet, but if you know what, your comic what year books, roughly was this? I want to say '64. I, I honestly, I don't, I can't remember when the Eternals originally came out. Uh, maybe it may be '70s. I can't remember. Um, but uh, anyway. Uh, he was kind of promised to be able to to write these books. It's like, you come back and work for us because, I mean, he is such a heavy hitter. Um, he, he, that was when he was promised to come back and start doing that. And uh, let me just make sure on this right quick. I want to make Eternals sure. Eternals number one, July 1976. Yeah, so, um, so there you go. Uh, right after the 60s, right after the X-Men comics and everything, X-Men were still going good with Marvel. Uh, and he had left, went to DC, come back. And he wrote this, and we haven't gotten there yet, but I mentioned the one above all. The one above all is the equivalent to God. And we haven't <laughs> the the red celestial Ephraim, Ephraimos, or whatever his name is in this yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh something. He's got a funny name. He's depicted as God, but yeah. even he as a celestial answers to the one above all, who calls all the shots. And um, very interesting um, take on that. So fast forward, this is a whole band of characters, and what a lot of audiences didn't understand or take away from this, yeah, we are only focused on 10 Eternals. But if you catch what he said, the, Eter the Celestial at the beginning, he's planted seeds in all planets across all the universes. Yeah, there was a lot. That means each, each, each planet has its own 10 Eternals. That's why at the end of the movie, they said we need to go find the rest of the Eternals because there's multiple Eternals out there on planets just living, waiting for that seed to develop yeah. and come forth. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of complex and convoluted. So I wanted to make sure that before we start talking about this, you guys at least understand a little bit of the backstory origin comic-wise. So, But I can understand how this movie can be so divisive because you have these 10 characters that nobody knows about. What are their powers? Their powers aren't really talked about until you see their powers. Right. So we don't know what they can do until you see what they can do. And then you can like, oh, well, she's fast. He does fireballs. He does Hadouken. Uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, but um, Austin, um, what are what some of your, your thoughts on Eternals? I don't want to take up too much time talking and yakking. Yep. Yeah, no, I, 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 uh, I wanted this to be like the next big, huge, amazing Marvel movie because I, I love Chloe Zhao's work. I mean, she's an Oscar-winning director. She's awesome. Marvel's taking a risk by bringing on somebody a little bit more in the independent artistic world, and uh, it was a big risk. Now, the story that she's telling here compared to what she has been doing on this smaller budgeted level is a drastic difference, right? It's a hmm. huge story with a lot of characters, a lot of things. 
I think the decision for me that disappointed me the most after thinking about it was the idea of telling the story out of order um, mm. not chronologically because there's a lot of flashbacks there the is movie. a lot of cutbacks yeah there and is. i and i think that's really that's one of the biggest criticisms i've seen with the critics is just the fact that it's kind of going back and forth and for me someone who is already like like joe like you are we're already familiar with these characters and icarus and kind of their impact and what a celestial is and how these beings operate so when people say this movie is confusing i don't see it i don't see confusion but i have prior knowledge so that's probably why i don't see it so i can't i can't fault someone for seeing that what hurt me more in my experience was the storytelling as opposed to the story itself it was the flashing back doing it unchronologically you know just a, a, something that we've really not seen in the mcu and then you look at the fact that the story is just a lot darker it's a dark story the adult themes i believe the, the first sex scene in the a marvel first movie sex scene in the, a marvel movie yep yeah and and just all these different things that they're bringing in that that people have never really seen before one thing that kind of cracks me up i get it people have always said why doesn't the mcu do something different and now they're doing something different and look at what's happening. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, now they're doing something different. It's look Catch-22, yeah. Yeah, it's just kind of, okay. But at the same time, I understand some of the pushback because the way this story is told is wasn't strategically confusing. It's, it's told in a way that can and will inevitably and already is confusing audiences. So there lies my issues. Now, what I loved about this film was the ambition, was the fact that I believe most, if not all the characters, get a lot of exploration, and there's just a lot about them that I resonate with, like the character of Cersei, her rela uh, relationship with uh, Icarus. You have uh, Angelina Jolie, who I thought maybe would take over the film with star power, but she was actually giving a reserved and beautiful performance as Thena. You have Kit Harrington, who's relegated to this background character, but they're really setting him up to be a huge yeah. character in the future. It's like yep. all of these different things, and and then for me, the two standouts, Brian Tyree Henry, uh, as Fastos, uh, Fastos, that character, I believe had the most connection because he's really the only one that's not a lone wolf that has the familial connection that you can resonate with. And then Kumel Nanjiani, in a movie that's not really all that funny, his character is the comedic relief. Yes. And I've seen a bit of divisiveness, but I loved his character. Yes. I thought he was hilarious i was laughing every moment he was on screen had me cracking up so i found the right amount of uh, of humor the right amount of depth to characters the only big thing is you know comparing it to the dc universe you know chloe Zhao. i said this earlier her one of her inspirations she came out and said was man of steel a lot of people don't like man of steel i love man of steel i do love man of steel. so i'm watching this movie and i'm like okay this kind of tone except a lot of characters and you get the resolve, and yeah, they do the third act CGI battle, but it's different enough. Now, another complaint that I see, and this is my last point, I promise. But another good. complaint that I've seen is where are the Avengers while all this is going down? My only thing that I can say is everything is happening at the same time. So while the Eternals are battling at the end, Spider-Man and Doctor Strange are going through the multiverse. Wanda and Vision are doing their thing with the town. Uh, Hawkeye's doing his thing in his Hawkeye series. So everything's happening at once. So pretty much everyone's busy. Nick Fury's in space. Captain Marvel's in space. Thor's in space. The Guardians are in space. That big celestial There's also that hand, what if fight too, where they brought everybody 
Yeah. Some yeah. weird. Yeah. So it's like plane. everybody's busy. So people are like, where are the, and part of me really likes the fact that they didn't have to rely on the other Marvel characters in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Separate it. I'm okay with that. They'll connect it eventually, but I like how they kept it separate. So I like a lot of the decisions made. I understand why other people don't. Yeah. That's yeah. where I fall. Yeah, I, I do echo a lot of the things you said, and I do want to hear from Lindsay Badger. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I love that we're addressing what the the buzzing rumored complaints are. Um, I feel like overall, it's not a bad movie mm-hmm. at all. I it was very enjoyable for me, but there is a lot of questions sure. because they don't have enough time to answer all of those questions because mm-hmm. there's so many people that has so many different things going on that it's really difficult to answer all of the little things that would probably connect you a little bit more to all of those personalities. Mm-hmm. They only have time to do that overarching story of who are you? Where'd you come from? Why are you here? They checked all those boxes. So I can't complain that the storytelling was missing because they they hit the major points that they needed to tell. Um, I feel that we would probably enjoy the story more if we had a more deeper connection to these characters, like you were saying with, uh, what's his name, Fastos? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed that we got to go into his life and get to his connection. And I think one of the complaints I also heard was the whole depiction of the gays and all that stuff. But you know what? That didn't even bother me because it wasn't like a whole fairy fest. It was here's my husband, here's my kid, we're living life, we're moving on. It was not a big statement. It was just kind of an existence and we moved on. I thought it was going to be a lot worse from what I heard. So, it, it, not well, that of it course, everybody's going to amplify you know. it and make it, make, everybody's anyway, going to make so it sound like, that was one of the complaints oh. that was, was rumored about this movie. And I'm like, that's not a big thing at all. Um, my husband gets kind of squeamish about that stuff. And so I have to deal with that internally anyways, but he seemed to be fine. <laughs> he lived. Anyways, moving on past that, um, into the sex scene part, you didn't see anything except for shoulders, and it was really less than 30 seconds, and it was a nice show of that relationship. You see worse on the CW. Yeah, you've definitely seen worse on on the CW. So, I mean, even, you know, movies have sex scenes, especially if you're trying to show a passionate love story. Yeah, this was a basic instinct. Where they actually are married and they're like, I'm belonging to you and they're committing themselves to each other for literally eternity. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's part of it. So I really wasn't bothered by that either. I don't think I would take my seven-year-old to go see it. Just because no. I don't feel like he needs to be introduced to that sort of level of love story at his age. But I think that if I took my daughter, she wouldn't even care. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, it's just a different it's a different age level thing that you would have to judge as a parent taking your kids to that. But other than that, there's nothing else in the movie that yeah. is sexual in nature at all. So, I mean, there's there's those would be the only weird parts that I thought that was going to be, you know, something of, of concern and it really didn't bother me. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I think, uh, um, overall, I'm sorry, Lindsay, was you done? I'm sorry. No, I'm not done. We're going to oh. keep talking all night. Well, I'm going to mute you. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I, I don't know. It was just, I wish that, that we were able to, I, I feel like there was just a missing connection. I think that's where we're having that divisiveness sure. stem from yeah. is that, um, all the other MCU characters, we've had that opportunity to build up the, the backstories a little bit more for each character and, and have those, um, emotional attachments to 
to understand why we are rooting for them. And they don't really explain that clearly just because they're inhuman. Right. Creatures. That's what you did there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think for me, the artistic direction of this film was just awesome. I love the yeah, gold. It was beautiful. The, like the black marble and the gold. It was just, I mean, whoever came up with the stylized costumes and the overall aesthetic of these, these gold steps that would come out of the, the spaceship and man, it was just beautiful to look at, and it just felt so different, like otherworldly, something we're not used to. Oh, there was there was one thing that I did notice. No, you're done. Um, so, in, <laughs> I'm just I'm joking. <laughs> Go ahead, Lindsay. <laughs> um, at the at the end scene, whenever they're doing their final battle on the beach and at the base of the volcano and whatnot, all those characters were like working together to kind of keep Icarus aside and, mm. and let them do their thing to uh to solve the problem but i noticed there was an absence in kingo where did he go did you guys notice that he disappeared he was in... not fighting on the beach kingo oh yeah uh it was when with the with the light pew pew balls yeah, yeah. he stuff? said he was uh he couldn't be a part of that battle because icarus turned so he said he couldn't do this and left. Mm -hmm. Why? That's just part I, of his character. I, mean. I think it was, for me, yeah, I, I was missing him a bit, but for me it was I can't be a part of this anymore because I can't fight. Because he, he, he knew he couldn't win. His friends. Yeah, and he, well, he had so much trust in Icarus. Then when Icarus broke that trust, he basically said, I, I, I've lived my thousands of years believing one thing, and now I, I can't be a part of this. So that didn't bother me as much, but I would have liked to have seen him there. I think yeah, it would have been sense. a more effective battle if he yeah. was part of it. Yeah, yeah. True. <laughs> yeah. All right, so overall, the aesthetic, we've talked about the, the visuals, the, the heavy-hitting topics that people were discussing coming out of the theater, the divisiveness, whatever you will. And I think it all boils down to it's a brand new story with brand new characters, something we've yeah. never seen before, and people aren't used to it. And yeah. when people aren't used to it, they don't new gravitate feels, to it. New feels funny. New feels mm -hmm. funny, and I'm sorry you're going to have to get used to it because MCU Phase 4, we're still going to get the heavy hitters like Tom Holland and, excuse me, Doctor Strange and all of that, but you're, you're, going, to, you're going to start getting these influxes. Of these yeah, random characters. Can we characters. talk about this, the reference to the D, the the the? Superman? Wasn't that funny? Like I don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I don't run around on capes and the DC. Yeah, Icarus. It was vibe interesting. There. It was that interesting. Was, that was uh, well, and and it. someone made a someone made a Superman comparison. Someone said you're the Alfred to my Batman. So it's like DC yeah. comics e exist in Marvel. Like, what? What? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's almost like the Eternals are acknowledging that the DC universe exists. Yeah, it's was just crazy. It's man. insane. Crazy. I, I, I couldn't even wrap my head around that when they were. They didn't do it once. They did it twice. Twice in yeah. the film. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't just an. Accident it was ridiculous. Slip. I looked over yeah. at my buddy Steve and I'm like, "Did they just say Superman and Batman?" He's like, "Yeah." yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. But uh, we do want to talk about definitely those two post credit scenes. Um, yes, please. Spoiler heavy. Um, you know, of course, there's a big battle, and we see this amazing climactic ending. I don't want to give too much of the ending away. I think, uh, you know, for me, seeing a celestial approach Earth, I think that's something you need to experience on your own. I agree. Uh, it, it is crazy to see that. Um, but uh, talking about these two post-credit scenes, first one, 
was kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, is this the one? That's the one I with... I thought they were both pretty interesting. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. The, so the first one is right after the main credits end, we see Pip, the troll. <laughs> and right. I was like, who the hell is this guy? Boy, it's just crazy. I was like, are we switching over to Lord of the Rings? Yeah. Pip yeah. the troll. That's what I first. Pip the troll has always been tied to Adam Warlock. Anytime mm-hmm. you see Pip the troll, you always see Adam Warlock. It's almost like Groot and Rocket. Yeah. yeah. And okay. so if you think about it in that context, uh, so Pip the troll comes out, character we've never seen before, and introduces Star Fox brother of thanos walks out and it's harry styles did everybody everybody know that thanos had a brother first of all because i was like eos eos Eos, uh, so here's the crazy thing eos doesn't look like thanos because thanos has the deviant gene Mm. that's why thanos (laughs) is purple yeah so y'all those um, deviants scared the f out of he has the deviant gene and it made him purple and he's and he's got the ball sack chin, but anyway, um, yeah, he's got the chin. Yeah. But it's just so weird because I feel that that is a direct reference to Adam Warlock, who is coming and already confirmed the actor and everything in Guardians Three, and I feel that we're not we've not seen the end of Star Fox yet. Um, oh, no. he's, I think he's going to be more of an, an antagonist character. He's not going to, I don't think he's going to have a very major role in films. He's going to be kind of like, um, the collector of sorts. Okay. Uh, he'll show up in the third guardians movie. Oh, absolutely. Uh, he's oh, going to yes. be, yeah. Pip the troll star Fox. Let's all go. of these heavy hitters are going to definitely be showing up in the, in the new guardians Bring and possibly on. multiverse stuff. We don't yeah. know. There's a reason they were introduced in this film. Uh, hell, we may even see them in Spider-Man for all we know. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't know what to expect in these next upcoming Marvel movies. But that yes, was stay so... tuned for Star Fox Harry Styles action because you know watermelon sugar was, and all that. It was watermelon so... sugar high. You know, I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> what is? I was like, you know, I totally forgot that he was even part of this. Yeah, and he walks out, and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> totally. <laughs> Did not expect, did not expect that at all. That was uh, all right. so crazy. Bring, so the next one. My buddy Mike Kendall over here is like, bring on the Black Knight and Blade. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's what we're Make talking about so right now, Mike Kendall. The, the end scene credit number two. Mm-hmm. Open um, the box, baby. So it was weird seeing Jon Snow open I up a box. I can't get over the fact that he's Jon Snow. I know. And screaming I, out Cersei. I know. Like, <laughs> oh my God, that was hilarious. He was, was like, opening the no. box, and I just wanted to see the box. You know, have some kind of like Game of Thrones symbology on it. It would have been great. But, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. But anyway, uh, but he's seeing the blade, the dark blade there. And um, does anybody mm-hmm. know what that leads up to? A solo specifically? movie, specifically. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? What does that blade? What is that blade? What is the ancestry of that blade? Because he hinted well, at his ancestry in the film. The rumor. Is that he's not only getting his own spinoff, he's getting his own movie mm-hmm. as the Black Knight. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm hoping we get to see. Right. And so who was the voice talking to him? You might not want to do that. Yeah, I did not know that was Blade until I... I because it's like, 
to me, I wish we would have showed him because you know how many people are not going to know that's Blade unless they Google it. I, I just point? loved the dark, tingly sensation mm. that I got when I heard his voice. That's really the only thing that I enjoyed about <laughs> it. <laughs> I was but like, now I don't know that who I, you are, but can you talk some more, please? Now <laughs> that I know it's Mahershala Ali, I'm like, oh, the implications of mm. that. Is, that, is that actually the Ebony Blade? It is the Ebony Blade. Yeah. Okay, because yeah. they, re they referenced Ebony Blade whenever she was playing with Excalibur on the eternal ship yes mm -hmm. yes yeah there's so, there's some there's some foreshadowing there there you go yeah captain britain yeah definitely so the ebony blade so what this this whole convoluted thing is introducing and it's set up again for another reason is the marvel dark verse the dark verse is moon knight blade morbius all of the dark vampire uh, the Craven the Hunter is included in this ring. Ooh, um, I didn't even talk about that tree. And so we have, well, uh, what is it? Uh, Moon Knight. What's his name? Um, Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac. Already been, uh, the movie's uh, like it's almost funny. three quarters of the way done. And, and there is a, there is a rumor going around that Blade will be in that series. Yeah. There is a rumor. Yeah. So you see what they're setting up. They're setting mm -hmm. up. All right. So, He's going to be taking on Jon Snow will become <laughs> the Dark Knight, the Black Knight. Yeah. And um, so and then we've got this whole Mahershal Ali sitting off on the side. Nobody got it. I, I didn't get it. At the, I, I got to be honest. I didn't get it at the beginning. If I remember the comics, Black Knight's blade come from the meteor and was crafted from Mar Merlin. That is correct. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you are well, correct. King Arthur era kind yeah. of deal. Yeah. All right. Would it be this, is that the sword of Excalibur? Or is that Ooh. a different sword? I don't know if that is, but I know it's that Arthurian era because if mean, you look at the Black Knight's costume, it looks like he belongs in that era, but well, I love it. I love how that could be so yeah. different. See, Jeremy. I, I believe they're two different blades because um, um, Athena was holding Excalibur and they asked her if it was the mm. ebony blade, and she True. said, "No, it's a scalibur." So they're yeah. two different blades. Oh, Jeremy, catch. Jeremy is over here stealing my thunder at the moment because I was talking about the MCU Dark Verse, Moon Knight, Werewolf four. by Night, which is a character. The Dark Hold and Ghost Rider are all included in this yeah, new Dark Verse. Uh, so you're talking about souls, damnation, the the you know the soul that never sleeps, the vampire. Uh, oh. You're talking about all of that. Jared and this Leto. Is Jared Leto. Uh, and so that it's, trailer though that trailer yeah. though what in the MCU so good um, yeah, right but as so you can good. see the, the Eternals whether you were divisive or not about the movie it left us with so much goodness in the end as well setting up so much more in the MCU and man it makes me so excited just to to know what is coming down the pipeline three four years from now uh, thoughts on that guys what do you what do you guys think about these. I, I think it's going to be a fun, dark road that's going to scare the pants off of me, but it'll be good. Yeah, I think it's uh, going to be good. I love the idea of them kind of going back to what Netflix was doing and speak of the devil, some of those characters as well. Uh, but just make appeal to a different audience, mm. if you will, a, a darker, more what you think of when you think that early 2000s blade those movies captured something so specific so if oh, they can yeah. get back to that you don't even have to do r-rated but if you want to that'd be great but something so specific that we've not seen in the mcu and i think the closest we've seen in the mcu 
was eternal so it makes mm. sense that it's kind of coming from i that. have a what if question eternals related for you boys sure oh, give it what if instead of having it be a movie they did a series for the eternals instead and how do you think that would be received better I think mm. that they would be able to stretch that storyline out and dive deeper into the characters and their relationships over a longer period of time. But, and it would definitely, I think, be able to educate a little bit better, um, connect a little better. With that comes budget restrictions. And I think that's the only thing. This was such a grand story. It's it's hard to show that. I mean, the scene with the Celestial and Cersei just floating up to him. I don't know if you could do that but on I a mean, TV budget. But I mean, look at like but- WandaVision. It's great. Well, it's you know, great, I mean, but it's they, not. They've got all that stuff that they can play with, though. Maybe Disney Plus would allow, but it would it would be it would be hard for Disney Plus to give them that big of a budget. But I think they could work around it. Like you said, tell more story, which yeah would have helped this movie. Yeah. Sure. I think so. It would sure. be cool though if they if they expanded when it says the Eternals will return. It would be cool if they expanded that into like a ten part series though on yeah. Disney Plus. And more. it kind of fleshed it out, you know, maybe each episode. I think episode. it's a cool universe that has a lot of different it directions it can go. And I just, I really feel like it didn't get its full justice served with this. Flip. You know, it would be yeah. good, though, because it would allow people in the comfort of their own homes to sit and watch privately and soak it in and understand uh, all the characters and all the dynamics. And that's a really good point, Lindsay. You make a good point about that. And um, we don't know where it's going to go. We don't know what Marvel and Kevin Feige have planned for us, but we shall see. But with all of that said, let's go ahead and rate this and wrap this up. We're 15 minutes over. Uh, So, uh, Lindsay Badger, what's your score for Eternals? I'm going to do 75. 75%. Austin Burke. 76 percent 76 i am going to go with a 79 oh, percent so I we like got it. uh yeah i, I kind of that was the number i had in the head coming out of the theater i'm like it's not fully an 80 but it's mm-hmm. uh, really high end on the 70 so i'm gonna go 79 percent. so we have 75 76 79 that is the official pop x score for the eternals it is definitely a go. certified fresh film we kind of give it a thumbs up i mean uh, it's 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 one that you do need to see and it's definitely a huge stepping stone in things to come in terms of the marvel cinematic i would say universe. if you're a marvel fan you're required to see this yes you you kind of have to especially <laughs> sure. even if you don't if enjoy the if film if you're trying to continue and follow with the mcu watch the dang thing. That's yeah right. <laughs> a lot are you guys ready to wrap this up Absolutely. All right, Austin. Hey, has that has that Spider Man trailer thing dropped yet? <laughs> there is a poster. It has dropped. We're, it's it's We're, all over Twitter. Joe, check your text. I just sent it yeah, to you. Josh just <laughs> said uh, in the chat that it dropped right now. So <gasps> is this the official right poster? Now. This is the official Spider Man poster. And if you do some zooms, you can see Green Goblin, Electro's <laughs> Lightning, Sandman, Sand, and of course the Doctor Octopus tentacles i don't know if you guys can get a good this is about as good as it's going to get on this screen but if you just want to go over to twitter uh, or google or basically anyone right now i probably am going to do a video after we wrap up today sounds great so i might i might cover this that's there we go pretty sweet man I, I, i love that i love that that's pretty good that's the official poster huh the official poster yeah (laughs) all right let's go all right look at that breaking news right here on uh pop x austin go ahead and lead us out here man let's go all right guys i'm austin burke at the burkinator you can search and find me 
We are part of the created, uh, the newly formed creative group known as the Creative Multiverse for more great media content, artwork, and more. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Creative Multiverse. If you are a creative, produce content, or have a talent, we want to see it and would like for you guys to share it with us in the multi. It's a cool place to hang out. You guys should check it out. It's great. I like it. I like it a lot. All right, guys. Well, I'm Lindsay Badger. Um, You can find me anywhere on the internet at LR Badger. If you want to connect with PopX Cast on social media, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, everywhere that handle is at PopX Cast. If you want to shoot us an email at any time, uh, popxcast at gmail.com. And for this show any future shows any past shows anything that has to do with the show <laughs> pretty much <laughs> check out our official website www.popxcast.com and before we go guys i am going to go ahead and show you that poster right now here in hd so oh, yeah. there is the brand new spider-man poster literally released yeah. while we were on the air here uh look at all the easter eggs the the yes. yellow lightning of jamie fox the sandman you got dr octopus you've got uh, the green goblin oh, oh my gosh bro oh, what my is goodness. going on wow oh, all right guys. All right, guys. Uh, so I am Joseph Burke at Joseph Burke Arts all over social media. Of course, hats off to the amazing Team Pop X, Lindsay and Austin. Could not do this without you and you, the viewers, subscribers, and audiences of Pop X Cast. We love you and we thank you. And guess what? We'll be back in two weeks for episode 134 as we break down Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. It is that season. Ghostbusters, who you going to call? You guys ready to wrap this thing up? I think so. Let's do it. Take care. We'll see you next time on Poppins Cast. From everyone at Poppins Cast. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel and click that notification bell so you know when we go live next. Drop us an email, popxcast at gmail.com. Throw us up a like on Instagram and all those other social media outlets. At popxcast. Until next time.